Hi, this is Stephanie, the host of the Empower Your Life podcast. And on this episode, we talk with Dr. Randall and he has an interesting approach to TMJ. So not only from a physical therapy perspective, there's a lot of things that we can do as physical therapists to help a TMJ, but there's a lot of things structurally that don't necessarily need surgery or even night guards that can really help improve um, TMJ conditions. And so that's what we're going to talk about today with Dr. Randall. He is specializes in is in TMJ, um, has an office in Highland Park, and we're excited for you guys to learn more about um, how he can help. It's very interesting. Um, not very many uh, doctors take this approach, um, and I'm excited to, to get his education out there. This is the Empower Your Life podcast, where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. Hey guys, this is Stephanie here with Empower Physical Therapy. And today we have Dr. Randall and I am so excited. I'm actually gonna be sitting back listening to to this because I've heard amazing things about, you know, just being able to treat the mouth, specifically TMJ um, type stuff more holistically and why traditional treatments don't really work. And so we have Hillary, one of our physical therapists here that's going to be interviewing him. And I cannot wait to, to listen and learn more. So take it away. All right, so so excited that you're here um, here with us, Dr. Randall. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice and um, how you've got into the specialty of TMJ um, and really are quite an expert after talking to you. So how'd you get into that? Well, it's just been an evolution uh, for me as a dentist, right? So going to dental school, you know, wanted to, to be the best dentist I could be. My dad was a dentist. Um, he was, uh, you know, dentist for 46 years, practiced in uh, Louisville, North Dallas. And uh, he did basic bread and butter dentistry and had a good relationship with his patients. And uh, he enjoyed talking to people as much or more than he did doing the dentistry. He just <laughs> like just like being with people. And so um, that was kind of the, the primary thing that I saw that I wanted to be a dentist. And so I went to Baylor Dental School, which is now Texas A&M uh, Dental School here in Dallas. And uh, from there, I, I went to Richmond, Virginia for a year and did a one-year residency, um, an advanced education in general dentistry, where I got to meet some private practice dentists in Virginia who kind of steered me to um, want to do more in the TMJ, full mouth rehabilitation and ideal dentistry and, and things of that nature. So that steered me to a, uh, a postgraduate training facility in Key Biscayne, Florida called the Panky Institute, which was at that point in time that and uh, the Dawson Center in Florida were basically the two premier training facilities for postgraduate dental training uh, for TMJ and bite uh, correction and full mouth rehabilitation type stuff. And so did that training and, and uh, you know, the airway and, and uh, TMJ stuff weren't connected at that point in time. Um, and so as we learned to do the, you know, TMJ treatment taught by uh, those folks back then, um, 
there were some challenges, there were some difficulties, there were some some questions that couldn't be answered. And so I just kind of kept searching, kept looking into things. And uh, finally, I uh, did some training um, here in the Metroplex with um, my mentor, Dr. Hal Stewart, um, who had taken his level of TMJ and occlusion, which is how the teeth fit together and the joints and the muscles. And that training he took to, in my opinion, to the to highest level, which is uh, biorejuvenation dentistry, uh, which restores teeth without, if possible, grinding them down for crowns and veneers and taking away the, you know, what we consider priceless real estate, which is the enamel. You only get one one round of enamel. So if we can keep it and uh, preserve it, then we consider that a, a, a real benefit to, to anybody. But in even in his training and his practice, there were still some things that were causing issues. Uh, and he discovered that airway problems that people had were the primary cause for people to get TMJ issues and therefore caused failure of his restorations and failure of the beautiful porcelain crowns and beautiful uh, composite resin um, uh, aesthetic stuff that he was he would do. And uh, not all of it, but but when trouble would happen, he would, you know, he discovered that, man, you know, I did everything the way I always do it. I don't know why this is failing. And so his eyes were open when he came across this airway treatment that said, hey, you know, we've got to look at the airway before we look at anything else. And so uh, the TMJ, the cause for all the TMJ stuff, kind of crystallized and, and said, hey, the stress that people are applying to the joints, a significant amount of that stress is being applied at night when they're sleeping, not because of life stress, although there is that, but primarily because they're not breathing as well as they would normally need to breathe because the airway is too small, the tongue's taking up too much space. Well, what was causing that? So we started realizing that you know, the jaw joint uh, was paying the price for the upper jaw or lower jaw or uh, being too small, closing off the airway. So that just opened my eyes to, oh my gosh, I can't not see this now. It's, right. So I yeah. see it so often now in patients. And uh, so I just have gone on a journey to figure this out. It's, it's so interesting and so cool because it really is. It's like, if you look at um, the things that we need to do as human beings, like number one thing is we need to breathe. So we're going to do everything in our power to figure out how to breathe most efficiently. So if, and looking at the jaw, if we're not able to get the air in because the airway is too small, our tongue's too big, something somewhere down the road, things didn't form how they were meant to, we yeah. are going to stick our chin up like this to get more air in sure. to open the airway so then we get issues in the jaw and then also into the neck as well and it's so related right. so it's just it's just fascinating sure yeah. is yeah i uh i've been just amazed at you know really you know i feel like we were all created to have 32 teeth with jaws big enough to have all 32 and have a tongue space big enough to not close off the airway and um you know We've learned that that over the last few hundred years, you know, humans' jaws are getting smaller, and uh, you know, maybe it's coming from the industrial revolution. Maybe it's coming from how we're we're not breastfeeding long at right. all anymore. Yeah, like how is this feeding. happening? Yeah. So the effort, um, you know, necessary for for breastfeeding, which you know, go back to Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. I'm sure 
they breastfed for a long time because they didn't they didn't have you know bottles and, and things of that nature. So uh, the force of of having to breastfeed is is truly a predominant cause for the development of the upper jaw and the face. So a lot of that's getting short circuited. Right. So um, tell us about who your typical client is and what they look like. Yeah. So it's it's. Um, it could be anybody, right? Any demographic, any age, uh, male, female, but I would say 90% of TMJ patients are females. Um, and I, you know, I don't know hundred percent why it's females. Other, I've, I've heard that there are estrogen receptors in the jaw joint that, that get, uh, more inflammation. Um, but typically I think the, the male bones, male structures are able to withstand maybe less than optimal. Uh, structural sort of integrity. They can uh, handle that a little more with more force and maybe we beat up our teeth more than we do our joints. Um, I see that primarily as an issue. A lot of times it's females who've had uh, braces once at least and maybe a second round of braces and then maybe even Invisalign. Um, that kind of a um, kind of a path is something we see on a recurring basis where, you know, a lot of Invisalign patients are treated or even orthodontic patients are treated without really studying how do the teeth need to fit together when the joints are where they belong. So we fit the teeth together without paying. Yeah. Yeah. Skip that. Um, and then, you know, significant amount of those people aren't being evaluated for airway or they didn't previously in previous, you know, decades of orthodontic treatment, but there's certainly a, a little more awareness of the airway now with orthodontists. Is the uh, the X-rays that that were uh, most orthodontists are, are are taking are 3D X-rays um, that can actually measure the volume of the airway. And so when that gets measured and it's really low and small, they're like, okay, this might be a red flag. I don't know if much of that's being treated, but anyway, uh, so, typically so females, yeah, in their uh, mid 40s or yeah. Because yeah. I again? think now it's that it's interesting you say that because I'm thinking now back to some of the patients that have come in and had some jaw pain, um, and all of them are female, and mm -hmm. I can't actually remember having a, a, a male patient who came to me with jaw pain. Um, yeah. So that's that's funny. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's. And, go ahead. No, so, and a lot of them too, like um, a lot of patients I find, they come in and, and we're really starting to treat their neck because they come in, you know, with neck pain and they sure. associate physical therapy with, oh, they can treat my neck, right? But if you ask them questions about, do you have jaw pain? They're like, oh yeah, I do actually. I've had it for 10 years, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and they they don't really think, oh, this is something that I can, that I can treat. Um, yeah. Or they've been to their regular dentist and they have a mouth guard that um, might have helped at some point, but a lot of times they're like, yeah, I've had it for three, four years. Don't know if it's helping much anymore. Um, they're grinding on that as well. Mm -hmm. So can you touch on that a little bit, um, kind of about, about the aesthetic part, the mouth guards, and um, I know you have a specific way that you work and, and treat the jaw with the, the guard. Sure. So. Yeah. So, you know, uh, a night guard is, is a, uh, it's very common, very well known. Most people know about them. Uh, most dentists provide them. Uh, but the TMJ therapy, TMJ problems is, it's a very mysterious sort of a, 
I don't know why it's mysterious because they don't teach it very well in dental school. Maybe we don't have enough time to learn all the intricacies of it. And there's different philosophies, um, believe it or not, of, of how to treat TMJ. Um, there's a neuromuscular uh, approach. There's a, a centric relation approach. Um, there's a bioesthetic or biorejuvenation approach. And so there's just a lot of confusion around it. And to really learn it, like, like I feel like I've been exposed to some extremely good uh, uh, teachers of it. And you got to spend a lot of time and it costs a lot of money to go do all that training. And so, um, you know, most people just know dentists just want to be do their dental practice. And, uh, and, um, and there's, it, it takes a lot, a lot of time with a person to go through the conversation. It takes time to, to listen to all the problems and all their issues and, and help steer them, uh, towards the right solution. Um, and so there's a, you know, most busy practices don't have a whole lot of time for those long, long conversations and consultations, uh, which is kind of where my practice is maybe a little different than most. I don't have, um, I don't have a lot of chairs in my office where I've got to be hopping from chair to chair. I've got two chairs and I spend time with each person for as long as I need in order to, you know, help take them to the next step. Um, and so, you know, with the, with the night guards that most people come in, a lot of times they'll come in with two or three night guards saying, well, this one worked for a while, but then I had another dentist made this one. And so now I've got these, but I'm not really sure which one really is good. A lot of confusion. Uh, yeah, a lot of confusion. And so if a night guard is made, well, it might keep the teeth from touching so the teeth don't grind each other. But if there's an airway problem where the jaws are too small and um, the, then the airway itself isn't improved at all by a night guard and so they still clench and grind and then typically the night guard is made they fit it one day one appointment and they go okay you know you're good but the joints and the teeth may not be really in harmony with that night guard so i don't make night guards per se anymore i make orthotics which are something that requires a repeat appointment to adjust it to to balance out the bite in the in the uh, the jaw joint, so that they're in, at least in harmony in that relationship. Um, and then, if there's an airway issue, then we go down that road. Right, and you talked a little bit about how you can actually um, work to expand the palate to allow more room for the airway. And yeah, that's right. Expand the jaw, and I just found that very interesting because I never heard of that before, and. Um, yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, I probably need that. My, my jaw is probably too small, but um, talk a little bit about that, how, how you go through that process and why sure. it's important. And what's that? And why it's important to look at. Yeah, so, you know, the jaw, uh, if it's not big enough, your tongue is going to be going to be cramped inside in the tongue space. Uh, there's a great dentist named Felix Leal who wrote a book uh, called Six Foot Tiger, Three Foot Cage. And it's a strange title, but the title says, says it all really. Uh, and the concept is if you try to stuff a tiger into a, a six foot tiger, into a three foot cage, it's not going to want to do that. And you're going to have, you're going to probably pay a price by trying to stuff a tiger into a three foot cage. It's going to lash out. It's going to beat you up. It's got a scratching claw. And the same concept, your tongue would be like the tiger and your, the teeth, the top uh, teeth and the bottom teeth 
would, would be like the cage and a tongue that's having to live in this tiny space, it's going to cause problems. It's going to manifest itself differently for, you know, each individual. Um, some people are going to clench and grind. Some people are going to not clench and, and grind as much and wear their teeth out, but their joints are going to pay a price. And so, you know, historically, you know, there was a significant period of time when orthodontists were pulling uh, teeth when somebody had crowded teeth to make it easier to straighten them. They'd pull four teeth and then they close up the spaces. Well, that really closed up the, the tongue box, the, the tongue space, right? And so those folks tend to be ones that really have a lot of TMJ issues, a lot of grinding and clenching because their, their jaws weren't big enough for all the teeth. And so what they needed was jaw expansion, which is the, uh, the device that you and I had talked about where we fit somebody for an appliance that slowly, passively, painlessly stimulates growth of the maxilla. And it's a controlled growth. It's, a, uh, it's not an overnight process. It's meant to be uh, a slow process, kind of like how bone would grow. And over time, once you get to the size of that jaw that we are, are trying to achieve, and then we monitor it with you know, a sleep study that proves that somebody's breathing better and um, is getting plenty of air, then we know we're, we're done with that treatment. And right. it's a permanent treatment as opposed to you know, getting a CPAP machine for sleep apnea, breathing better. Well, if you don't have the CPAP on, you're not gonna breathe better. This treatment is permanent and it's permanent airway improvement, so. It's amazing. I think it's so interesting, like some of the things that you say, because it's so similar in our practice, because we know we think these things are so simple, but like having a five minute conversation or 10 minute conversation with a client, you can't get a diagnosis that quickly, like at our office, like there's no way. So like going in and saying like, oh, I have knee pain um, or I have neck pain. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's do an image. Okay. This is what we need to do. I'm like, no, like you have no clue where it's coming from and what are all the components that go with it? I mean, there's so many things that we have to look at to really get to the source of the problem. So we're not just treating symptoms because we do in this country. We just treat symptoms. That's right. Oh, do this, treat this symptom, treat this symptom. It sort of works, but it doesn't work. And then we have people are so frustrated because it's like nothing works. I'm just going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. And it is so not true. It's just getting to like, yeah. you have to get to the source. Um, and yeah. that's what we don't do. And you can't do that in a short conversation. You have to spend time like what you do, like what we do in order yeah. to really figure out where, you know, even if we have to figure out where we need to send them, like there's times when pain for us, like is autoimmune and you can tell yeah. when it is because they're not responding in a very mechanical pattern type way or and so we've got to send them to another doctor that we know that will take care of them or there's an emotional component and we can tell with that we've got to send them to another person that's going to take care of that piece of it because if you don't you don't you don't get to the source of it so it's not it's not any different here and it's so interesting like you know everything that you you've said because it, it makes sense you know with yeah. with what you're saying so it's just it's so cool yeah, it's it's a, it's really neat to um, to to be able to get to the root cause of things. Mm -hmm. right? um, it's it's kind of it's not in my uh, way of thinking about dentistry. I want to do dentistry for people and have them not need any more dentistry. Right, yeah. done. Right, you don't need <laughs> exactly. to be coming and getting something done and fixed every year. You know, I'm not looking to utilize your 
$1,500 of dental insurance every year, right? You want to, you don't want that. I don't want that. Let's get you fixed in a way that you don't have to be redo things. And so if you get to the root cause of, of uh, what's causing a lot of the issues, man, you just change people's lives. Mm -hmm. so. And that's fun. Like that's something you want to wake up and do every single day because you can impact someone's life that no yeah. one else could. That was so yeah. frustrating. Like, and that, I mean, that's ultimately, that's why, that's why we exist. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So I guess that kind of leads into the next, my next question for you. Why, why do clients love what you do and love coming to see you? Um, I, I think that it's because they haven't heard this sort of a discussion before. You know, we have these, the conversation I had with you when you came in, um, it's the same conversation I have with, with patients who come in saying, hey, I've got some TMJ issues. And we just go down that road and like, nobody's ever talked to me like this before. I've never heard this. I've never had an explanation. It just, wow, that makes total sense. It just, it, it seems like it's right. And so then we start down the path and we do the treatment and they start to see benefits and results and like of course this works of course it's right right and so you now the goal is to be done and not to need anything other than just you know your cleanings and maintenance stuff right so exactly yeah how often do you hear your patients um saying they also have some neck pain in in you know relation to the jaw oh yeah it's yeah. it's almost always associated with right. headaches, uh, neck problems, shoulder tightness, yep. you know, you start to clench and grind because you don't have the proper airway. Well, that's going to recruit more muscles, right? You're going to try to, your body's just going to compensate here and then it's going to compensate here. And now all of a sudden you've got this whole system that's out of whack, just mm -hmm. nothing's, nothing's in balance <laughs> and you can't find relief. And so, you know, one thing leads to another, you know, so absolutely. Can you touch a little bit on kind of like why why do we clench because we can't breathe? Is that something that is our body just kind of like it's a response to be like, hey, or is it a check in? Like, are you good? Or what, why are we clenching at night? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's it's a stressful response. Like mm -hmm. when we, when I went through all the training at the Pink Institute and and we told people that it was either they're stressed and that's why they clench and grind or their bites off, right? Like, like something just didn't register. I just didn't. That's what I was told by the, the professionals, right? The guys that taught everybody, the experts. And so that's what I would tell people. And they would look at me like, I don't think I'm stressed. I mean, I sleep pretty good, you know? Or, uh, But once the airway component came into view for me, I couldn't unsee it. It's like, you know, if you've been, if you've gone to the ocean, you know, and swimming in the waves, right? And you're body surfing or something and you, the wave tumps you over and, really pushes you down under the water and you, you're like fighting to get up but it's kind of pushing you down you're not breathing when you're not breathing you're it doesn't take very long for you to kind of get a little panicked right. Right? Mm -hmm. i'm stressed so i'm like oh wow stress is the right answer mm -hmm. when somebody's at night when they're sleeping and they're not breathing well they're under stress if they don't have all the oxygen that they need your brain's got a sense of an oxygen monitor in it uh, just like when you're going into surgery, they put an oxygen monitor on so they can tell how much oxygen is flowing, circulating in your blood all the time. And right now, as we speak, every second, we need all the oxygen that we need. And our brain is monitoring that. But when we're asleep and we're unconscious and we have something that uh, compromises the airway uh, with our 
posture, tongue dropping back or jaw being too small. Um, when the oxygen isn't there, then our body says, I got to have oxygen. Your brain needs it. It needs it right now. And it needs it always right now. And so it's a fight or flight response. Your body's the only thing that moves relative to the airway um, in your body is your lower jaw, right? You're not going to, your nose can't flare and open up real big and your, your airway back there is not going to open up. And so your body will clench and grind its response to, I need oxygen and I need it now. If you take a CPR course, you know, what do they show you to do with the mannequin on the floor? They tilt the head uh, back and chin up to open the airway, right? And so that's like moving your jaw forward. So you physically will right. fight or flight response. I got to get some air. So you slide your jaw forward. Maybe it's a clench and powerful movement. Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's my understanding. Of, yeah, no, it seems it's <laughs> definitely makes sense for sure. Yeah. Um, so how can people find you if they want to, you know, use your services and that type of thing? Um, are yeah. you like through your website or? That's probably the best way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, website, Dr. Drew Randall at gmail.com. Um, www.drewrandall.com is the website. Then email, you know, Dr. Drew Randall gmail.com. And then, um, you said something about you did some sort of like comp consultation, um, just like we do here. Um, we do like a discovery visit where you can come in, sit down for free, and just chat to kind of see if yeah. the services are what are right for you. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Have uh, we just had one just now uh, before this call? We had a consultation with a uh, a female, uh, you know, <laughs> in her mid thirties, as given TMJ problems, and yeah. Uh, so we sat and talked, and for sure. Uh, the screening to me, first, first initial uh, evaluation shows me there's an airway compromise, but yeah. so we'll see if she wants to move forward. Excellent. Great. Um, yeah. well, well, we'll definitely continue to, you know, I love learning from you and, and um, stay in touch because a lot of my patients that are coming in for neck pain also have a, have a jaw issue. And I really feel like we can definitely help each other and treat each other and give our patients, you know, what they need in that way. So Absolutely. that's great. I love, I appreciate having a, you know, uh, a thoughtful and like-minded uh, like yeah. resource to, right. yeah, to work with. It's, that's awesome. Excellent. And thank you so much. Anything else you'd like to add or have a tea, Stephanie, anything? No, this is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you just already like every, for me, I'm, I'm a very logical person. If you can explain it to me in a logical way, it's like, oh, that totally makes sense. Like, and that's, that's, I mean, everything you say, like, oh, that totally makes sense. I mean, even from the, you aren't breathing and that's, it's the stress, but not the way we think the stress is. It's the, it's the way the body is stressing because it's not getting the air that it needs. And we think it in a, in a completely different way. So it, it is correct the way we used to think you know, it was creating, but really it's from something else. Um, mm -hmm. so, but I, anytime we can have people that can kind of, you know, get to the source of what it is and not treat a symptom like that's like, that's who we want to send to because, um, I just get so frustrated with our medical system. Cause it just, I mean, a, you, they don't get, there's no time that you're spent with patients. 
Um, and they just don't, they don't get to the source of anything. It's just like, throw this pill, let's do this surgery, let's do this procedure, but they're all symptomatic and not like really yeah. getting to the source. Um, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating for patients too. And there's not a lot of people out there like us. Yeah. Yeah. At all. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. There's very few, no question. Well, it's great to, to be uh, in relationship with you guys and uh, work with y'all. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, this is going to be awesome education for um, just for anyone that's looking to get true resolution. Hey, y'all. I'm Catherine, Client Relations Manager of Empower Physical Therapy. If you're interested in speaking to one of our specialists on how we can help you, click the link below to set up a time with one of our physical therapists.